Welcome to Improve Something Today. I'm Brian. Each episode, I bring you an idea from the world of lean and continuous improvement. Today's episode is Liberating Structures. So what happens when you get a group of people together for a meeting or a conversation or to work on something? The folks behind Liberating Structures give an answer. They write, Five conventional structures guide the way we organize routine interactions and how groups work together. Presentations, managed discussions, open discussions, status reports, and brainstorm sessions. Liberating structures add 33 more options to the big five conventional approaches. So, according to the authors, liberating structures are a collection of structures or methods for organizing the energy and participation of people in a group setting. Liberating structures are all freely available online at liberatingstructures.com. And what you'll find there is a menu of liberating structures, each with a basic specification. This specification covers everything from how to invite people and get started, how to set up the room and materials you might need, how to configure people into groups and plan for who's doing what, and it lays out a detailed sequence of activities. Liberating structures have been really powerful for me ever since I first encountered them about seven years ago. It's rare that I run a meeting or a work session or a classroom without using them. A simple example, if you want to get feedback or elicit questions instead of merely asking for questions, the liberating structure to use might be the one called one two, four, all It's a quick exercise where people come up with their ideas individually, share them with the person next to them, and then pair up to form a group of four, and then each group of four shares one insight with the larger group. Now, one, two, four, all illustrates some of the good things about liberating structures. Many of them allow for different styles of contribution, written, verbal, small group, large group, and therefore nudge everyone towards participation one way or the other, and discourage any single person or perspective from dominating the conversation. One, two, four, all also illustrates some of the challenges with liberating structures. Accessibility is one area that liberating structures doesn't really address. There's hubbub and motion and controlled chaos. This can be stimulating, but it can also be difficult for people to participate. I've been able to design around this, but it's important to note because it doesn't really come up in any of the materials. I should also point out that some, or maybe it's most, of the liberating structures aren't original research. It's a collection of methods, many of which originated elsewhere. The one that changed my life, called Open Space Technology, gets a perfectly adequate presentation as a liberating structure, but there's a lot of practice and wisdom you'd have to go elsewhere for. And I'm sure folks feel the same way about the particular structures they know best. Uh, But that's okay. Breadth, not depth, is the name of the game, and each structure's minimum specifications gives you something to start from. Now you might ask, what does any of this have to do with lean or continuous improvement? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not the only person who finds lean and liberating structures to be a great fit. Nobody can make anything better alone, so you always end up working with other people to improve performance and make things better. And when you're with other people, the time's ticking away according to one structure or another. You can organize the time with a better format than the dreaded open discussion, and liberating structures give you dozens of options to play with. Okay, that's Liberating Structures. I hope you check it out. Next episode, Knowing What's Good. Thanks.